Question. Baruch Hashem have a number of adult children, all married, with families except one. And painful as it is to say, that one adult is of the derech, Rahman al-Islam. Personally, I don't, I'm just commenting, I don't like the expression of the derech, uh, just for the record, but uh, I'm reading as the letter is written. I will call her Ella, not her real name. Ella Baruch Hashem does keep certain mitzvahs like lighting Shabbos candles and more. For example, kashras-wise, she is mainly vegetarian and would find it disgusting to eat the meat of animals that are us in the tater. And she wouldn't eat bread on Pesach. But another area, Shabbos, even in public, or tznias, and belief and beliefs are sometimes openly things that are, she says, things contrary to the tater. Thank God our family is united and we all get along. We love and accept her and she feels the love. The trouble is that some of my grandchildren are entering the sensitive pre-teen teen stage. The kids see their lively, fun-loving young aunt who sends nice birthday cards with nice gifts of money. They see how she dresses and they have possibly heard her sometimes say irreverent things and disrespectful things about the tailor. I heard by the grapevine that one parent openly tells their children that Ella is not behaving in a Torah way and warns them not to think she's cool. In the family of another child of mine, the parents won't say anything bad about Ella. They rarely see her anyway, and they've just let things, they just let things slide until now. The problem is in the second family, the 11-year-old girl thinks Ella's kind of cool. She recently said to her mother, being of the derech isn't so bad. After all, Ella is of the derech. I know this needs to be nipped in the bud. I know that according to the Torah law, it's permissible as in fact or benefit and important to warn the grandchildren about Ella. How should I deal with this? What can I say to my granddaughter? I'd like to get the message across to her without being the mean bubby. And of course, Ella is my child, and speaking about her is painful. What would I encourage the parents in the second family to say? And to what age children should this be spoken about? I want the kids to be inoculated, but I would rather not make them hate Ella. Thank you in advance. I appreciate the sensitive question. As you can imagine, you're not the only one that has this question, unfortunately. And uh, it's important to address. I will say this, being that we're doing this program already 10 years, I definitely addressed this issue one way or another over the years. But the issue has not gone away. So it's always worthwhile to review, even to repeat, and maybe to add new points. So let's go back to what I said earlier about Chanech Lanao Pidarke. It's interesting because you could argue Chanech Lanao What's the Darke? And yet we say, because as I explained, you want the Derech to be tailored, to speak to that individual. Now all that is obviously predicated on the fact that we're talking about Teirah. As I said before, methodology of Teirah. We're not talking about going away from Teirah, God forbid. But what you see from that, that there's a sensitivity to the particular child. Now we're not here to judge, and we're not here to evaluate, and, and I couldn't even do so, even if I had wanted to, because I don't know all the details, 
since you're calling her Ella, I'll refer to her as Ella, Ella's situation. What brought her to where she is now? And I'm not suggesting she doesn't have a right to do and think as she wishes. Every person is an independent individual. But it's hard to speak about someone without knowing what, why they're in that place. Is it, was it purely a philosophical conclusion that she came to? Is it due to some experiences? Is it due to hypocrisy that she witnessed? Or other factors? That's regarding her, which is not the topic of the conversation. I just wanted to cover all the bases here. As far as treating her, what you said at the beginning of your note is exactly right. She's your daughter. She's the sister of your other children. She's the aunt of your grandchildren. And as such, she should be loved unconditionally, regardless of what her behavior is. And let's say somebody who's behaving completely and behaves in an obnoxious way at the table. So what do you do then? Your children are also going to see that. So what do we say then? We say that's not the Torah way, the obnoxious behavior. The Torah has expectations of us. So I would find the right language where we say, May the sins be erased, not the sinner. This is not about Ella per se. She's a human being. God created her. She's your child. She's part of your family and will always be part of your family. This is definitely conveyed to your grandchildren. There's nothing to be ashamed of, nothing to hide, to avoid her. She's who she is. As far as her behavior and her choices go, the way I would explain it, I mean, the age we'll talk about in a moment, when the children are of different age, where you could say that Ella is a beautiful person. She's made certain choices. We follow the Torah mitzvahs in a very revealed way. Ella's found her way to follow Torah, how she understands it, and certain things she may not accept or she doesn't, at this point, doesn't really appreciate. Again, you have to find the right words, but I'm giving as many words as I can. And it's not about we don't agree with that, and that's why we teach keeping Shabbos and we teach everything. We love Ella. And there'll be many people you're going to meet in this world that are Jewish people who either grew up in from homes and today are not necessarily behaving that way externally. But they're beautiful people and we should love everyone even if we don't necessarily agree with their lifestyle. So that's one message. The second message is that Hashem created us all, including El. Everybody has to create a relationship with God in their unique way. The Torah Mitzvah was given us to us, not just to follow laws, but it should actually be tailored. Like I mentioned, that it should be tailored to you and to I. Ella, we have no doubt, is, is has some relationship with God in her own way. Whatever reason, she perhaps is not channeling it through this particular, either she doesn't experience it or she has does it in her own way. And we don't know what's going on in her private life. So in other words, I would not invalidate her. And I wouldn't invalidate the hope for her, because that's another thing you want to always keep in mind. We don't know where it's going to be tomorrow. When we hear about a person who's not doing Torah Mitzvahs, God forbid, the way we speak about it is that right now they're not doing it, or not in a revealed way. Because every Eid wants to be connected to God, and every Eid, but Etzim, like the Rambam Paskins in the end of chapter 2 of Hilchus Gedishin, every Eid wants to do Torah Mitzvahs, and will not do something opposite of Mitzvahs. But Yitzrei Husha Onse, you have a Yitzahara that has concealed, and it's a good opportunity to explain to your children, we all have a Yitzahara. I have one, you have one, and we have to condemn with it. El also has one. We're not here to talk about her, that's her struggle. We have to figure out ways to deal with our Yitzahara. 
No, it's to me. To, no, I'm not going to. I'm not trying to normalize, or I'm definitely not condone her behavior. But you normalize the yetsahara aspect of it. That's a, that's part of life. So why is a yetsahara to want to do something that a frum Jew does different than the yetsah of someone who decided not to be frum at least again begali and for the moment? It's basically bring, broadening the discussion instead of it becoming personalized, becoming far more conceptual in a way. I mean, conceptual, I don't mean theoretical, but conceptual, it's not about her. It's about all of us face our challenges. And at the same time, each of us, none of us are perfect. I'm also not perfect. And you may see me. I'm speaking as the Bobby right now. And I'm, I may do something. Sometimes I get angry. Sometimes I say something I shouldn't have said. The goal is we have standards. And we all are trying to work toward it. Ella is part of that journey as well. The problem has become that we begin to categorize people by certain behaviors that don't look, you know, like for example, if someone speaks Lashon Hara but they keep Shabbos, we see that as, okay, but if they don't keep Shabbos, especially publicly, or they say something that's irreverent about Taylor, that's like the, the, they cross the line. I'm not here to compare. Obviously, there's some things that are seem bigger than others. But at the end of the day, we're all human beings that are flawed. And it's just different ways it manifests. Our focus has to be on the positive, including Ella, and that's my final point, to focus on the beautiful things that she's about. She's a kind person, giving matanas, other things. Focus on that, and, and you see, Taylor Mitzvah is a wide variety. It's not just Shabbos and Kashus. Not to take away in any way, I'm not, or here, Kashus, Shabbos and Sneas. I'm not minimizing, I'm not trying to make it aside, but it's a broad picture, and sometimes you have to emphasize, look at how beautiful this person is, look how many good things they're doing. And Mitzvah, Gedetis Mitzvah, one Mitzvah will lead to another Mitzvah. I have no doubt that this attitude not only will educate your children better, but they'll also help Ella indirectly. Because these things are subtle, but, they, but they, they're picked up by people, these messages. And it's taking a whole attitude of understanding what a nisham is. Every nisham is God's child. Ella is, is no different. How we behave as the child become less of a child because... They behave in a way, you could use a personal example, just because my child may not do always something I like, do I have less love for that child? God forbid. On the contrary, I may have even more love and try to work, bend over backwards and try to work overtime to help compensate. At the same time, you have to respect people's boundaries and people's um, individuality. Now what age, every age is different. Obviously, very young age, children won't understand all these nuances. So you have to find the right age even at a young age. I mean, just like when you invite someone to the table, that's not your child, your physical child. And they are a person, let's say, that is, is clearly not yet Shemitah What do you tell your children? They see that. And they look cool with other things that you described. The same idea. It's a beautiful person. God created that person. They have a beautiful Nisham. We're here Shabbos. And we grow. Mitzvah, get at us, mitzvah. Do one mitzvah, and then one mitzvah brings another. The soul is always alive. Ani yeshena, belibi er. I may be asleep, or am asleep, but my heart is always awake. The, the, the Jewish heart, the Nisham is always awake. The question is how to reach it and how to get it active, to activate it. Okay.